Welcome to the Fire Podcast. I'm Ryan Rhodes. And if you're hearing this message, it's because you've selected one of our episodes from season one of the Fire Podcast. My wife and I, we used to live in Columbus, Ohio before we did. Uh, this podcast was launched and it was run by Jeffrey Hawthorne and Nick Hawthorne. They did a wonderful job. Uh, really thankful for those guys. And since then, we have moved out to Seattle, Washington. We uh, now feel like it's time to relaunch this podcast. And so if you want to hear the newest content, you'll want to jump to the relaunch, which is episode 14. Uh, if not, definitely stay, listen to this content. It's full of great speakers and rich content. You'll probably laugh uh, a few times along the way. Those guys are hilarious, and I uh, hope it blesses you. Also, if fire has impacted you in any way and you, you love what we do, uh, please consider supporting us either one time or monthly. Uh, you can go over to firemovement.com slash support uh, to to give there, um, and we appreciate any any kind of support. We're really thankful for you guys. Also, please share. Um, share these episodes with your friends. Share with us what God's doing through this, how these are speaking to you. I'd love to connect with you and hear a little bit more of your story. Uh, and so send us an email, send us a message, connect with us through social media, however you'd like, but I'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to our new fire podcast, the most fire podcast you will ever hear. I'm here today with the host who is being out-hosted, but so that he can be uh, a voice today to share with you. I'm here with Jeffrey Hawthorne. Welcome, Jeffrey. Thank you so much. It's, a, it's an honor to be out-hosted by you, I gotta say. <laughs> That's good. Um, well, what we're going to dive in today on today's podcast is uh, a trip that a few of our people took to Honduras in December. And uh, Jeffrey's here to share with us their experiences stories that happen, testimonies, uh, and we just pray that you would actually be uh, inspired and that you would, you would actually experience um, God resting on these stories and that you, would, um, that you would actually feast on the testimonies and be stirred in your spirit. So, um, Jeffrey, first I want to hear about what you guys ate. Did you have some good food this trip? What we ate. Yes, we had delicious food we had some very typical food what is it barrieras 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 yes we had those a couple times we had chicharron a lot um a staple of my diet in honduras is the pineapples mm. and um the plantains mm. very how, how fresh were they oh so fresh oh the pineapples like it's almost incomparable to any pineapple i've ever had here like they're just so sweet and like I wasn't a big pineapple person until I went there, and then I came back and I was like, I gotta eat pineapples, and I was just disappointed <laughs> every time. Oh uh, yeah, so fried chicken, also fried chicken. Wouldn't expect that, but it's one of my favorites. Huh. Well, they actually do have a thing in Honduras called they just call it comida típica, which it literally translates mm -hmm. to typical food, right? <laughs> but it's like their base meal. Yep. Um, the tortilla, refried beans, yeah. mantequilla, scrambled eggs. Yeah. Some avocado. 
Yeah, avocado. Which word of wisdom for people who aren't fluent in Spanish? Um, neither am I, but this is a, a this is a good piece of wisdom. Avocado is not actually a Spanish term. <laughs> I didn't know that. Really? No. What do they call it? They call it aguacate. Okay, wait, I think I have heard that. Yeah. I probably didn't know what they were talking about, but I've definitely heard that word. <laughs> They're probably like, yeah, we're going to have some aguacate. I was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, you just, it just sounds like a Spanish word. Right, it So does. for the longest time, I thought avocado was right, know, the same Spanish word. word. Yeah, it's not. But um, it's lovely there, the, the food, the fruit, especially. Oh, fruit. Fruit is the best. Did you guys get some sunshine this trip? Yeah, the first couple of days were really cold. I had my jacket on the first day and a half probably, but then after that, 80s and sunny, beautiful. But we're coming from, we're, we're podcasting to you from Columbus, Ohio. It's January and it's a bit cold here. Yes, so, it's freezing. When we left from Columbus, they had to de-ice our plane. What? In December, yeah. Dang. It took about 20 minutes of us just sitting there, that's, chilling. That's next level. It was a cool experience, though, i got to say. Well, they have the things out? In yeah, the, the, the fire hose just hosing it down. Dang. Get all the ice off. Um, so I want to hear about this story. Well, any story. Anything involving David Bueno would, David be, bueno. would be a delight to all myself right. and the listeners. <clears throat> David Gooding is a Honduras veteran and legend in the funny story category. He is. got to say, we've experienced it multiple times. But this trip, he wasn't with us, but we still have David Gooding <laughs> stories. So David sponsors one of our kids down there through our uh, Honduras sponsorship program. And we ended up taking all of the kids to go buy, buy gifts for Christmas. They all got you know new, basically a new outfit, shirt, shoes, shirt. Some of our sponsors actually sent extra money with their kids. They got a little bit extra clothes. Um, so when David's kid returned from his shopping experience. I took a little video. Fernando. Yeah, his name is Fernando. And yes. I took I took a video for David of Fernando just saying thank you for yeah. you know purchasing these gifts for me. I really appreciate it. And as he says um, thank you, I say, who are you saying thank you to? And he says, David, David Bueno. <laughs> and he's next to the truck where all the other kids are seated. And they hear David Bueno and they automatically just spring into this chant, Davi Bueno. And they do it like three or four times. And like I had, they had no idea I was taking the video and I didn't know they were going to do that. But and when so they like, heard the name. Yeah, when they heard the name, it automatically triggered it in them. And they started doing it. I got it all on video and sent it to David. That's, and it was, it was awesome. That's called legend status, people. Yeah. You try, you try to get like David Gooding. Yeah, David Gooding is known in, in Honduras. <laughs> gotta say. Oh, right. Do you have any other funny stories you could share with us? Um, let me see. There was... So on our way down there, on our first flight, Anthony and I were sitting next to each other. Anthony Colazzo was another member of our team. And on United flights, they give out Stroop waffles as their in-flight snack, right? Stroop? Yep, Stroops. And so we both love them a lot. <laughs> and so when our flight attendant came over to us at like... 6.30 a.m. started handing out these Stroop waffles. We got like really excited and hype and we were like, let's go, we love Stroop waffles. So he was like, you guys really like these, huh? And he's like, I got you. And he handed us both three of them. Wow. So then he goes through and finishes, you know, his rounds and finishes off the, the rest of the attendance and the flight. And then he comes back and hands us each three more. 
What? Yeah, and then like 30 minutes later, he comes back again with this bag. <laughs> and he says, have fun in San Pedro Sula, which is our final destination. And he didn't know that that's where we're going because our flight was only to Houston. And then we got on Wait, another so plane. So he must have looked it up on their computer or something like that. And what? he just liked us and just gave us. So we ended up with 27 Stroop waffles that we got to hand out to all the kids. Are you sure it wasn't an angel? <laughs> yeah, hey, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, because Stroops, that's basically like manna from heaven. Yeah, so basically <laughs> there's like 50 people on the plane and we ended up with 27 Stroop waffles, which we should only have two. Wow. Man. There's another one too, another fun story. So we were ministering in one of the churches down there. And Anthony is praying over a lady, and she's holding her son, and she starts to fall out. How old's her son? So her son's probably like three, four. So he's not super yeah, yeah, yeah. young, but he's she's holding him in his arms, yeah. maybe maybe a little bit, two or three. But so she's holding him in his arms, and she starts to fall out. So Anthony like grabs the child, and then and then so Hannah comes, and then one of the grandmas in the church tries to come to take the the child from Anthony as he's ministering still. But the child won't leave Anthony, so Anthony's just like going around ministering and praying for people, like just with the there's this little kid in his arms and stuff. So it was really that's beautiful. It was really funny to see and just that's like beautiful. it was awesome. Yeah, it was beautiful. Wow, what a cool picture! Yeah, the kingdom. Um, that's awesome, man. Well, I'm I'm glad. What are, they're called Stroop waffles, right? Yeah, Stroop waffles. Yeah, God, God just likes you guys. It's a real delicacy. Yeah, it's <laughs> put it over some coffee or some tea. Yes. Yes. Come on. Uh, may the Lord add to you. Eyes <laughs> um, <was> wide open. <laughs> so I want to ask you, um, what what sparked this trip that you guys went, that you felt um, that you would go in December? Because this wasn't an organized, mm-hmm. you know, trip planned many months ago. Right. Yeah, so a big part of it was last December you and I went together um, mainly as part of a Christmas trip to bring down gifts and also set up our trip coming in this past February. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hannah, Vicka, another member of our team, actually reached out to me mid-November, beginning to mid-November. So at this point, this wasn't really on my radar. And she just reached out and said, hey, are we doing a, a trip this December to Honduras to, you know, spend time with the kids down there and go minister? I said, well... I actually have some vacation time. Let me, let me look into this. I wasn't really sold on it, but then I reached down to our connection, Pastor Jorge, a few days later. I was like, "Hey, what do you think about a couple of us coming down, a small team, coming down next month, and you know, distributing some toys and delivering some gifts?" And he said, "My wife Adelma actually had a vision of four or five of you coming down four days ago." And so I look back at mm. my messages, and four days ago was the day that Hannah contacted me what? about it. So at that point, when he told me that, I was like, in, sold, yeah. let's go. But at this, that same day that I contacted him, Hannah's coworker, Jilsa, contacted Hannah and was like, Hannah, next time you go to, you go to Honduras, you need to take me. Mm. Like, I really want to go. Wow. And so she had no idea that Hannah talked to me about planning the trip either. Right. And she's also fluent in Spanish, and none of the rest of our team are. Anthony and I are... I bet she knows the word for avocado. Yes, she probably does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so she contacted that, and I was like, that sounds like God to me. Like, let's go. Wow. So that's a big part of what sparked the trip and kind of personally what got me roped in and sold in. Man, love the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He just just sets stuff up sometimes. Right. It's so good. Um, So who all was on your team? Yeah, so our team was me, Hannah, Anthony and Jilsa. 
Okay. And how was the dynamic on the team? The dynamic was actually awesome. So obviously, um, we, Anthony and I, had not met Joseph because Hannah and Joseph are flight attendants and they're based not in Columbus where we are. So it was, you know, yeah, different for all of us because there was one person on our team, at least in both ways that we hadn't encountered before. But the dynamic actually worked out really well. So we all connected and bonded. And I think that it helps that it was a smaller team of four that we were able to, you know, all sit at the same table and, you know, have great conversation and really build each other up and get to learn about each other and, you know, what we were going after. And it's, you know, we're all in the trenches together. So yeah, the dynamic worked out really well and we had fun. It's so awesome. Really thankful for the team. All of our team did a, a great job in every capacity that they served in. And how many days were you down there? So we flew in on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then we were there um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we flew back Sunday. Okay, cool. So uh, I want to hear about some stories. First, I want to hear about what happened at the hospital when you guys went. Yeah, so this is probably one of my favorite stories, even though the main part of it I wasn't in Santa Barbara, right? Yeah, so we went to Santa Barbara, which is 20, 30 minutes away from where we're stationed in the mountains. And so we're going there to minister. They basically, the nurses and doctors give us free reign to go pray over whomever would receive prayer. And Hannah really wanted to go to the maternity ward because she had been there two years ago, maybe last year too. Um, And she really has a heart for that, for the mothers and the babies. And that's a place that Anthony and I aren't going to go to. But Hannah and Joseph went over there. And so they have to put on like these gowns and special Hmm. garments or whatever to go back there. And they ended up praying over one girl in particular who is 16 and she's in heavy labor. And this girl actually like ends up receiving Jesus and like prays a sinner's prayer with them. And so like we, while she's, yeah, while she's in heavy labor. (laughs) So I guess, yeah. Can you imagine being 16? Like it's a big day for her. Like she receives Jesus and has a baby. (laughs) Wow. Did you guys get any follow up after she like Mm -mm. gave birth? No. Man. Because I don't even know if she had given birth by the time we left the hospital right. like had finished right fulfilled her labor however <laughs> it's it's termed wow yeah, yeah so yeah so i came out i was like hey like what happened uh, with you guys and i was like this girl's in labor and she gave her life to jesus so i was like oh snap that's yeah. crazy dang i mean you hear stories sometimes about people giving their life to christ while they're on their deathbed but not yeah, too, too not often while they're, while they're on the birth bed yeah the life bed <laughs> that's awesome that's amazing um, so she gave her life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see some other salvations while you were down there? In the hospital, no. So we had a lot of people. Anthony and I went to, we ministered to some of the kids down there. Okay. Um, and we basically would walk into rooms and say, who wants to receive prayer? And for the kids, their mothers would be like, yeah, come, come pray for my kid. And a lot of them would pray with us. And a lot of them were believers and had faith. And then we went to the pre-surgery room for the men and the post-surgery room for the men. Hmm. And we basically walked in and said, does anyone want prayer? And then it was awesome for the pre-surgery room. One guy, it was kind of quiet for a second. And the one guy was like, we all need prayer. <laughs> and it basically, that guy opened the door basically for everyone else. They all, at that point, they all came into agreement like, yeah, we do. Huh. So everyone that was awake allowed us to, to pray with them. And, for a lot of them, they had, like, casts on and stuff, and we couldn't see, yeah. like, if they had broken bones or whatever, right. whether or not the, the bones. So we just prayed for when they go in to do the surgery that they see it's not necessary. But 
I believe everyone that we prayed for that had pain, the pain left. Come on. And they left, that we left without them having pain. Come on. Assuming they told us all the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so we probably saw 30 people in total, at least. Dang. That's amazing. Yeah. Come on, man. Um, so, then you guys also went to El Playon on this trip. Yes. El Playon. And uh, what happened there? Yeah, so we did a lot of, uh, we did house visits before we ministered that night. And the last house we ministered at before, before we went to go minister at the church was the house. Do you remember last December, we went to this house and there was basically, we prayed over this whole family and they all yes. had stuff and they all received healing. And there was the lady with the taste. Yes. So I was in the house, that was the last place we went to, and I couldn't remember. I was like, something happened here when we were here last December, like a, a crazy healing. Yeah. But I couldn't remember what it was. And right before we left, I was like, Pastor Jorge, this is the house that that lady received her taste, right? And he was like, yeah, it is. He, like, he forgot too, and it sparked the plug in him. Mm. So then we went and grabbed that lady. We found her, and we were like, you received your taste last year, right? And she's like, yeah, so I have my taste, but my shoulder hurts now. So we prayed for her shoulder, and her shoulder <laughs> got healed. And so that was the last thing that happened before we went to go minister. Mm. But before, before we did that, we went to at least 10, 15 other houses mm. and prayed for people who needed healing. And Come on. So we had like a lot of words of knowledge. Like we'd go to some people's houses to pray for their kids. And then Anthony had a bunch of words of knowledge. I had a few that like, oh, well, you have it, this issue too, mom, like yeah. in your shoulder, or you have nightmares or whatever. And they'd be like, oh yeah, I actually do. And you pray for that too. Wow. So we saw a lot of healings. And one lady had uh, per- Parkinson's, Parkinson's. And she said like all her pain left in relation to like the Parkinson's. Mm. I don't really know like what all pain that is, but she said that it left. She knows yeah. not me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I love about house visits is that it's it's great to minister in the church. It's mm-hmm. just great. It's great to have the, the body of, of believers come together, but not everyone comes to church. And so, right. but if you're if you're at someone's home, especially in, in countries like this, they'll let you into their home. Absolutely. And you get to speak into them and, and maybe an opportunity is there to minister and to see the power of God come yeah. and, and heal bodies. Um, so you guys did that. Yeah. And it was awesome. And what we did, we were trying to be really intentional with that too when we would go minister, especially in, in the towns that we were going to minister that night. You'd be like, hey, like we're ministering to church tonight. Like you should come out. Right. So it, it did help out some because I'd be like, you're coming to church tonight, right? And they'd be like, yeah, I'm going to try. It's a little bit cold. <laughs> Which was like 65. 60 degrees, yeah. <laughs> um, so you uh, gave a word that night, right, at the church? Yeah, so I ended up ministering at that church, and it was really awesome because our connection there, Pastor Jorge, was truly like an apostle over the region. So he has two churches right now in Nueva Esperanza and El Playón. And we were in El Playón, which is his newer church, and it's a lot younger. So we didn't know it, but both churches actually came together that night in El Playon. Mm. So we were in the in the church, and there were probably 15, 20 people there. And then all of a sudden, a truck with like all of our kids and like you know the church family that we're accustomed to and that know us. Yeah, they all show up out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> like it, it really built my faith up, and my faith was already super high after we talked to the lady that received her taste last year. Right. <laughs> so I was I was really ready, and it was really powerful for Pastor Jorge too, because both of his churches were in the same place. Yeah. So we all released prophetic words, and then I made the church pray over Pastor Jorge and just Come on. back him and back his vision, and like it, it ministered to him, and it also kind of engrafted them yeah. together as part of a family, one body, and like just unified really everyone there, and it was really powerful. And then 
from there, you know, go straight into the word. Mm. It's just, just preach Jesus and just knowing him and knowing who he is and kind of just describing who he is and then saying, you know, a lot of people have like know the stories and they've heard the stories and they know him just like as a, as a teacher, but like they don't really know him. Mm. They don't know the person. They don't know the one that has, you know, the fire in, in his eyes. They don't know the one that has the holes in his hands. Mm. And so I just described him and then, you know, they're going through like a lot of political turmoil and stuff. And I was like, you know, some people want this president, some people want that president, but everybody wants a king like Jesus. Mm. And so I was just like, you know, a lot of people don't know him. If you want to know him, you know, come forward. And a good portion of the the congregation that night came forward and we had the opportunity to, to minister for them and they, um, those that came forward for the sinner's prayer. Mm. And so it was just really incredible and, and powerful. That's yeah. That's so beautiful. And I was really thankful for it. It was... It was probably the night that ministered to me the most, personally. Why is that? Well, I really like the opportunity to speak and just to be able to be used and just kind of be like a funnel of what God wants to do in that yeah. moment and just see kind of like the broader picture of what God wants to do in those two bodies, like as a, a larger congregation, yeah. and just to be a part of that and just kind of forging through and establishing that, that unity and that, that one body of Christ yeah. is just really powerful for me. Wow. Um, so taking a step back from, from the trip, it's been a few weeks since you guys went, mm-hmm. um, on top of what you just shared, what, what has like shifted inside of you? What, what personally stood out to you about the trip as far as just seeing how God loved people through you guys, how God united you guys on your team, your team mm-hmm. dynamic, uh, seeing our play on the way it come together, going to house visits, being with Pastor Jorge. Like what? What was the impression you came away with of, of how God marked you in a new way? Yeah, I think it's just truly encouraging, like just to see the things that God has done and has done through us, how He's able to use us. Just as long as you know we come humbly and we're willing to be obedient, the way that He's able to use us, and it's been encouraging to me, like that we can do this. Mm-hmm. Like we can literally change the culture. We can change, like you know, regions. We can change nations if we're willing and obedient and it was encouraging to me and ministering my spirit that you know we can do this and it's possible and there's a lot of opportunities out there you know not only just going to Honduras but you know on the street corners in our city but you know we can do this and it's it's possible and there are opportunities there's no shortage of opportunities for us to to do work in the kingdom and expand the kingdom it's so good Uh, do you feel like God expanded your heart and expanded your your perspective with his eyes for the nations and for Honduras. Yeah, absolutely. Because our, our main connection, you know, Pastor Jorge, is like truly an apostle. He has a, a vision from God for the region. And, you know, as I'm able to to discuss the vision with him and understand what, what God wants to do in that region, you can take a step back and know that there are Pastor Jorge's in, in every region mm. of, of the world who don't have that backing maybe financially or spiritually or they just need someone you know to minister to them to partner with them yeah and it's incredible that we have the opportunity to do that but it's also incredible that there are people all over the world who have who are in that same place as Pastor Jorge that we have the opportunity Mm. to partner with to really expand the gospel and really change the world Mm. 
And that's something that I want to, it stirs me up going forward that we have the opportunity to do this on like a, if we steward this well, it's something that we can, you know, we steward it well with our connection there. You know, maybe we'll get another connection here, another connection there, and just see how we can steward and increase that. Hmm. That's so amazing. Were there any places that you guys went to during this trip other than Nueva Esperanza, Apleón, and Santa Barbara? Yeah, so we went to Concepcion too, and we had one afternoon where we didn't have much to do, so we ended up doing just street evangelism. Hmm. And so we kind of just walked around, and we only ended up going to a couple houses, just the way it went, you know, it takes time to do. We ended up doing just house visits. Anthony ended up, there was a lady sitting on her front step, and Anthony just asked her if she needed prayer for healing, and she said yes. She had some type of cold issue in her chest, and she said she was relieved of whatever it was. And so we ended up asking her, is there anyone else you know that, that would um, need prayer? And she said, yeah, my neighbor does. So we walked to her neighbor's house, and they actually have a storefront. So we're like, hey, your neighbor told us to come pray for you. Can't we? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, come in. So they opened up their storefront and took us to the back and to the back of their house, and then they brought three people forward to us. And they had different issues. One lady had like an open stitch. One guy had migraines, and the other lady had a cold, I think. So we ministered to them, blessed them. And then they were like, let us go get Gloria. And I was like, come on, Gloria. So they went, come on, Gloria. <laughs> come on, Gloria. So they went and got Gloria. <laughs> and uh, so they brought Gloria bring, in. And bring they, Gloria into yeah, the room. Yeah, so, so they bring Gloria in the room. <laughs> she's, you can tell, like, she's the matriarch of the family. She's the grandma. Come like, on. she's the abuela. And so we're like, you know, Gloria, like, what's going on? And so she starts to speak, and her voice is like, hmm. you know, basically gone and very raspy and I don't know if I do my impression but it was like ah. <laughs> it was it was very bad sounds like someone who's like smoked for 80 years hmm. of their life and now they you know can barely hmm. speak so she says you know she, obviously she has stuff going on in her chest and her lungs and her throat yeah, yeah. so we pray for her and we minister to her and just like you know healing's coming to this house today hmm. and so she just starts to like get touched by Jesus like in an incredible way and then she's just like, gracias, Jesus. Like, thank you, Jesus. And then, but her her um, her speech was perfect. It was completely clear. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, say that again. And she was like, gracias, Jesus. And then she just like starts full on worshiping Jesus at that point. Because she realized what happened. And all of us are like blown. Wow. And it's a testimony to the rest of her family who's sitting around the room that brought her in here. Ooh. And now, so her whole family's getting wrecked right now. I'm getting wrecked right and now. Then, yeah. <laughs> and then she's getting wrecked. So at that point, like, she's kind of like swaying back and forth, like just like worshiping Jesus. Jesus. And it's incredible. And then all of a sudden, like, so we think she like, kind of has it together. And then all of a sudden she just like falls out in her living room. Wow. And then like, I'm it might be her daughter or someone someone younger than her yeah. and, and the family it's like he, when you guys come back you guys, she's like, you gotta come back to my house mm. you gotta come back and like see us when you guys return man come on and I'm like we will <laughs> come on yeah but like that story Jesus just like like her hunger and her love for Jesus in that moment was like mm. it was so beautiful wow and just stirred up so much hunger and so much thankfulness yeah. in us and then just to see like the rest of her family get touched as because it's a true testimony of Jesus and his goodness yeah. and his power of what, what he can do. Yeah. Because a lot of people can tell us, like, my shoulder feels better, you know, and we really, you know, you really yeah. can't know, but wow. something like that's undeniable and yeah, it's just powerful. Man. I, uh, I'm not going to try to sound too, too spiritual or too charismatic in this moment, 
But um, I just see the hand of God uh, in all of that, man. And I think, firstly, I just point out how, like, the the church in El Playon was brand new mm-hmm. a year ago, like brand yeah. new. Um, and you and I showed up with Pastor Jorge. I don't even know how we ended up where we ended up. I don't know. I don't but this lady gets her taste back. Right. And then a whole, like, like a, another eight or ten healings happened. Yeah. Like, right on its heels and then um you guys go back this year and uh the church is established the fellowship is there the fellowship together and um i just see god going into places um you know this is just a small window into one small region of one country in the earth but it's like the intent and passion of god to for people to encounter him and to know him in these in Mm. these villages that are remote they're in the mountains places like that uh it's like god god stepped in um for what we know in this part of the story and said taste taste and see yeah the lord is good and he's establishing this and now this this region is beginning to taste and that first that first healing was that she god restored her taste um and then now you're you're in concepcion this time and uh Really try not to be too charismatic and spiritual, but man, it's it's just like you you can see the hand of God in this and yeah. things like this because uh, Gloria, which is a fun name, but it, yes. it's just Spanish for glory, and it's like God restored her voice, like God yeah. God's restoring the voice of glory, so which is supposed to have its place in the nations. It's supposed to have its place for people to know that He is good and that He does love them and He will show it. He will show up. Um, and in, even in that situation, you said she's like the matriarch. Yeah. And it's like when when the, when God restores the voice of someone who can can then is is like resting over a family unit or resting over a community. Mm. Um, there's just so much that is affected by that because uh, God is God is a God of glory, uh, and the fact that He restored Glory's voice. And then she is the matriarch of that family. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all touched and moved yeah. by seeing that and experiencing that restoration of her voice uh, and seeing the healing of God. It's so beautiful, man. So, wow. That was a... I didn't yeah. know that. That's a great story yeah. to kind of uh, sum up yeah. the, the time, I think. Oh, it's, in, it's incredible. And uh, I love that you just preached Jesus and knelt yeah. that on. Yeah, I was like, I don't... I have a fancy message. I was just like, a big part of my message was that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Mm. And I just preached out of that, like, cancer has a knee, the demons have a knee, mm. all of them believe, Come on. and they have to bow. Come on. And it's just, gets me started up now. Come on, man. <laughs> is there anything uh, you want to just speak over the listeners right now and kind of just bless them with... Uh, just a short prayer or yeah. um, just declare some things over them in Spanish Ooh. or Ooh. or in English we, let's or go, both let's just, yeah let's go back let's and forth let's just flow through Wait, it let me share one more story okay so I haven't shared probably the most powerful story what? yes we didn't get it yet? nope save it <laughs> for last I'll go straight into that into the prayer good okay. sounds good so we're on the Sunday we're driving back to the airport we're having, you know, just a, a normal conversation in the car, in the truck, just, you know, talking about whatever. 
So this um, is the last couple hours of your time yep. in Honduras with yep. the team. So we're an hour and a half away from the airport, hour away from the airport, just, you know, ready to get on the plane and get home, take a nice warm shower. And all of a sudden we see like this car that's been in an accident and we see people drag this guy across the road in front of us. We have to slow down to let them drag him across the road. Wow. And then, so I look at Pastor Jorge, Pastor Jorge looks at me and we're like, let's go pray for him. So we pull over the truck, hop out as we're, so we have to run across the street. So we're, as we're running across the street, like waiting for traffic to, to get past us, they're like doing CPR on this guy. So we get up to his body and they're saying, he's not breathing, he's not breathing, he's not breathing. This is after they've done CPR. So we run up there to him and, you know, throw our hands, you know, all over him, my hands on his forehead. And we're just like, you will live and not die. You will live and not die. You will live and not die. And then all of a sudden his eyes open back up and he's just like looking all over the place, super confused. And he's just like, has no idea what happened. Wow. And it was just incredible. It happened so fast that like I didn't, we all had to like process it, like yeah. what actually happened in that yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's this lady that after he woke up, she was like, "Except Jesus, except Jesus, except Jesus." Another lady who wasn't yeah, part. She, of yeah, so she wasn't with us, but she was there praying with us. But she's like, "Yeah, God just did something, yeah, and you need to give him your yeah. life." And so they pick him up, and they were like, "You've been in an accident." And then Pastor Jorge's like, "Let's go!" And so we hop back in the truck. So this whole story of this guy is, is five minutes. Oh, less than that. It's. Two to three. What? Yeah, so we pull over, run across the street, we pray for him for about 30 seconds, his eyes open, he breathes again, and then we get back in the truck like 15 seconds later. Wow. And we're just like, so we get back in the truck and just pull off, and I'm just like, dang. Wow. Like, God's got a power. That's crazy, man. I am. Um, like, so he actually like wasn't breathing, right? And they're like, yeah, that's what he was saying. Or what all the people were eyes were. Yeah, and they were like police officers there doing the CPR, so it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't just random wow. citizens. So it was like trained people. I'm assuming they're police yeah. officers are trained, but yeah. And you guys, they just like, did they realize, did anyone try to like stop you from like no. getting too close? Well, it, ha- it actually worked out because there were a lot of people around the body when we. Like, as they were doing the CPRs, we were running up. But then, like, once I got there, there was, like, a, a space for, like, mm. me and Hannah. And we just, like, laid our hands. And then Pastor Jorge came from behind, and Anthony was with us, too. Mm. And, like, we were just praying for him, just praying for life. And then, he in a moment, his eyes. yeah, he opened his eyes and took breath. And there was, like, <laughs> God's good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see any wreckage of the car and stuff? Yeah. So the the front of the... So it was facing the wrong way on the side of the okay. street, the side that we were on, and then the front end was it was pretty banged up. Wow. Yep. So it was it was incredible. And one thing that was really powerful about it too is in that moment, like you know, I can't really set an atmosphere of yeah. of worship around what's going on. It's a region that you know where yeah. we don't have like authority in or whatever that we yeah. haven't put in the work. All I could feel was adrenaline, but I had the faith that like. I know yeah. who my God is and I know that he's a healer. Yeah. And this is what he wants to do. Yeah. And so it's not about, you know, my emotion in that moment. It's about the faith that I have in my king. And this is what he does. And this is who he is. Come on. And it was just like, boom, life. Jesus. It Man. was probably the hypest moment of my trip. But you didn't even get to reflect until you were like, no, you left until the scene. It was over, yeah. Because it, it all happened so fast and my adrenaline was pumping. We got back in the car and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. And even afterwards, I like asked for everyone's kind of account of it. Yeah, it makes you on the same page. 
and asked Pastor Jorge, like, you know, what do you think happened there? And, like, what did you hear? And he's like, well, they said he wasn't breathing. Like, I believe God, you know, raised yeah. him back up. I was like, what? Come on, man. That's yeah. amazing. So let's pray. <laughs> I feel like it, it is, I think it is um, important to, to kind of recognize that what it is, though. It's it's like you hadn't, yeah, you hadn't set the atmosphere. You hadn't, wasn't like you guys had been there worshiping on the side right. of the road. An accident happened and then you're like, oh, we have faith for this. Right. But you, you did so and then you went. You were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were abiding and you were you were going with the Lord the whole time. Um, and, and I mean, not to over-honor you or the team, which probably can't even be done, and we are supposed to outdo each other with honor. So, <laughs> no, but um, your journey, man, your journey, Anthony, Hannah, mm-hmm. Jill said, like, you, you, when you have a history with God, yeah. he, he really does... Not not theoretically, but like very tangibly, mm-hmm. very real, re- realistically abide yeah. in his sons and daughters, and that faith that he has is always available to us right. to access. And I and I feel that it's in moments like that, especially that you couldn't have planned, you couldn't have foreseen, mm-hmm. you couldn't have you couldn't have prepared for, other than just always being prepared right. and doing life with God. That it you may not feel. You may not feel boldness, but you feel the zeal of the Lord just carry you. And there's no thinking. You just respond. Right. Exactly. You just respond. And I feel like that's what... You didn't have a chance to process or understand. Nope. You just... You just the pool was on your heart. Yeah. Because there was faith there. And the response and the zeal of God just carried you. Yeah. And if you think of the timing, I mean, the timing sounds like it couldn't have been any better. Unless... Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Unless, you know whatever but yeah especially I mean that guy could have gotten the accident five minutes sooner or later like on a different road yeah at a place that we had already passed or something like that but it just so happened that you had to slow down we had to slow down dragging him across him to be dragged across the street and it gave us an opportunity to see that guy right it's a lifeless body he needs dragged he needs yeah yeah. faith prayer right now that's amazing yeah go ahead and go into it yeah Jesus, we just thank you. We just thank you for your heart for the nations. We just thank you for your heart for your sons and daughters. Yeah, I just want to release just an increased passion for the nation, an increased hunger for for God's heart for the nations and what he wants to do in the earth. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I just want to increase that hunger just to pray over you right now. Just open your hands and ask God for a nation. I gotta pray that you just bless them with a nation on their heart, a nation on their mind. Teach them how to steward the nations. Give them a fresh fire, a fresh hunger for the nations, for your heart for the nations, for what you want to do in the nations, for your vision for the nations, God. We just thank you for what you're doing all over the earth. We just thank you for our family in Honduras. We thank you for what you're doing in Central America. Yes, God. We thank you for what you're doing all over the earth. We thank you that you are king. And we thank you that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. That every nation, every nation, we just thank you, Jesus. And we just thank you for the opportunity that you've given us. We thank you for the opportunity that you've given us. 
teaches how to steward these opportunities, teaches how to steward your anointing and your fire, teaches how to steward our own hunger. Jesus, we just bless you. We bless who you are. Yes, God. We thank you that you are Savior. We thank you that you are healer. We thank you for the opportunity we have to know you and know you intimately. Hmm. God, we just welcome you into our lives to just touch us in a greater way and to just teach us your ways that we may know you and know your heart. We may know your heartbeat. We can feel it. Yeah, so we just bless you in the name of Jesus. Go forth. If you want to connect with us, Fire Columbus everywhere. I'm Jeffrey Hawthorne, Avery Brooks. We also have a sponsorship program where we give to the kids in our town, and that's why we had the opportunity to give them the gifts that we did give them. And if you want to know more about that, contact us. FireColumbus.com. FireColumbus.com. Shoot us an email. And we'll get you hooked up because we have kids that, that need sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us for this podcast with your guest and host, real host, Jeffrey Hawthorne. Uh, we bless you. Pray you have amazing uh, this. I mean, we're recording this at the first week of, of 2018. That's right. So we just bless your year. Yeah. And we speak uh, that the goodness of God would rest on your life. And would shift the situations that you're in that you know you need more of God in. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm just going to stop talking now. Mm-hmm. Let's lay our hand on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs>